We are on Yevamos Nandal and Amaveiz, the bottom of 54b4 in the Archical Gemara. The Gemara is in the middle of a discussion about uh, relatives and which relatives are uh, a biblical prohibition and which would be a rabbinic prohibition. And essentially the Gemara said that there's only one situation in which uh, there's a relative through marriage or uh, through your father, uh, where the the prohibition is only on the paternal side, meaning as follows. Uh, we discussed a few cases. So we discussed, excuse me, we discussed when it comes to your sister, uh, This is there's a prohibition, a biblical prohibition, whether or not it's your paternal sister or your maternal sister. When it comes to your aunt, in the sense that it's your father or mother's sister, so there too, the prohibition is whether it is your father's paternal or maternal sister or whether it's your mother's paternal or maternal sister. The only case, the only case where it's specifically on the paternal, on the on the paternal side is when it's your father's brother's wife. Your aunt being your, your father's brother's wife. In that scenario, and only in that scenario, do we say that the biblical prohibition is only when it's your father's paternal brother. If it was the maternal brother, the prohibition would not apply on a biblical level, it would apply on a rabbinic level, but it would not apply uh, on a biblical level. So the Gemara now continues with other examples and other scenarios. So we will discuss what about your wife's sister. Your wife's sister, in the end of the day, the Gemara will say whether or not it is your, her uh, paternal sister or maternal sister, there's a prohibition. The Gemara will also discuss your brother's wife. These are all referred to as a sister, <laughs> sister-in-law in English. But these are all different types of relationships. And so when it comes to your brother's wife, so too it's whether it is your, uh, it could be a half-brother, whether it is the paternal brother or the maternal brother, it doesn't make a difference. There would be uh, a prohibition to marry your brother's wife. Now when it comes to Yibam, the Gemara is not really discussing it, but just to point out, when it comes to Yibam, Yibam only applies when it is the paternal uh, brother. Even though the prohibition to marry your brother's wife applies whether it's the paternal or maternal brother, uh, but when it comes to yibum, the mitzvah of yibum only applies to your paternal brother, which is something that we've discussed in the past. So the Gemara is going to go through all these different cases. So let's see. So the Gemara says about We have the following mission that's discussing uh, the prohibition to marry your wife's sister, but it has the following. Uh, Case which it could be difficult to keep in mind in your head. In the article of Gemara, they do have a picture, a sort of a diagram to describe it. But essentially, you have as follows: The case is as follows: the case is where a person is married, and they are told they 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 went away, they were away from their wife, they were told that their wife passed away. Once your wife passes away, you are allowed to marry her sister. You can marry her sister. The prohibition only applies, and this is unique. This is specifically unique. With regards to that uh, prohibition of marrying your wife's sister, the prohibition only exists when your wife is alive. Even if you're divorced, the prohibition exists, but as long as your wife is alive, once she passes away, so then it is permissible to marry her sister, her full sister. But that's not the case. The case is, what did he do? So he goes along and he marries his first wife's paternal sister, the paternal sister. And then the same thing happens. Mesa, she passes, she's told... They tell him that she passed away. He didn't know about it. He was away. And they told him that she passed away. And now he goes ahead of Inosa. So now he marries his second wife's maternal sister. So this maternal sister, this third wife, 
is not related in any way to the first wife. The second wife was the paternal sister, but this third wife is not related in any way to the first wife. Mesa, then they're told, they, they tell him that the third wife died. And so now he marries the third wife's sister, paternal sister. So number four is clearly related to number three, but is not related to number two. Uh, they're related to number three because it's the paternal sister. It's it's allowed. You're allowed to do this. They said that the the third wife died. Mesa, the fourth wife, dies now. So you're allowed to marry the sister. But he marries He marries her uh, maternal sister. The maternal sister. So number five is definitely related to number four. It's a maternal sister, but it's not related to number three. So the halacha is as follows. What happens if afterwards they discover they were he was told that they were all passed away? But afterwards, they find out, you know what, they were all really alive, which is a topic that we'll discuss later on in this tractate. Very interesting topics about how much do we rely on witnesses, one witness versus two witnesses that somebody died. These are all going to be discussions that come up later. But essentially, the law is here that they were all really alive. They were all alive. So what's the law? So the halach is that he's allowed to stay married to the number one, to his first wife. He cannot be married to his second wife because it's his wife's sister. It's his wife's sister, so it didn't. <coughs> excuse me. It uh, it's not allowed. You're not allowed. To, you're not allowed to be married to her. It wouldn't it wouldn't be recognized. But he's allowed to marry number three. Number three was not related to number one. He cannot marry number four because number four is related to number three. It's a half sister. But you are allowed to ma- stay married to number five. So he could stay married to one, three, and five. Who post Sarosayan. And if it's a situation of yibum, so then by doing yibum. Or chalitza to one of those three, it would exempt all other co- co-wives as well. And you are forbidden to number two, number four, because number two is related to number one, number four is related to number three, to wife number three. And to do bia with one of them doesn't work because you're not married. You're not married, so therefore to do yibum wouldn't work with number two and number four. The mission continues and says, Vimbala Shnia if really number one did die, number one, the first wife did die, and then you had did, you, you had got married to number two, so then in that scenario, mutter bervis, then you are permissible to number two and to number four because number four and number two are not related. However, and it would also work if you wanted to uh, do yibum rechalitza. The scenario yibum rechalitza would work with number two, and number four because you're married to number two, and number four. And you are not married. However, you are not married because we start with number two. So number three is related to number two because they are half sisters, and number four and number five are related because they're half sisters. So you're forbidden to number three and number five, and that is what the Mishnah says. So what's the point of the Mishnah? The point of the Mishnah, or at least what comes out of the Mishnah, is Alma When it comes to the prohibition to marry your wife's sister, this applies to your wife's maternal or paternal sister. There's such a prohibition. It's clear. From that Mishnah, that uh, once you're married to one wife, you are prohibited to to marry her paternal or maternal sister to either either half sister. So the says, "Me no one. How do we know this halacha? How do we know this is true?" Again, in the end of the day, there's only one scenario where you're only prohibited on a biblical level to the the relationship which is on only on the paternal side, and that is your father's brother, it's only if it's your father's paternal brother's wife. That is the only situation. However, when it comes to all of the other prohibitions, it's, it applies to half-brothers and half-sisters, whether it's on the paternal side or the maternal side. But how do we know? The Gemara wants to know, how do we know? When it comes to your wife's 
sister. So the Gemara says, Ah, Yelof Meachosa, we should compare your wife's sister to your own sister. Just like when it comes to your own sister, it's whether it's your paternal half sister or maternal half sister. So too, when it comes to your, to your wife's sister. Oh, maybe we should compare it to the case of your father's brother's wife, where we say, where we say it's only the paternal brother. Maybe why should we compare one versus the other? Sigmar says, no. When it comes to your wife's sister, so that's, that is on in your generation. That's your relative, direct relative, your wife's sister. We should compare that to your own sister. Says, no. no, we should really compare it to your father's brother's wife because that's at least the case. Even though it's a different generation, it's your father's generation, but at least that's a case where the prohibition is through marriage. It's from the marriage of your uncle, your father's brother's wife. So, so too we should compare it to our case of your wife's sister. It's a relative through marriage. So who should we compare it to? Should we compare it to your sister? Should we compare it to your aunt? So where it says, Ella... Fine, you're right, but we could compare it to the following case, to your brother's wife. When it comes to your brother's wife, we say, Your brother's wife is the best comparison. Why? Because your brother's wife is your generation, and it's through marriage. And in that case, we know that when it comes to your brother's wife, it's whether it's the paternal or maternal brother, either half-brother, you are forbidden to marry his wife. So the Gemara says, well, how do we know about that case? How do we know that when it comes to your brother's wife that it's whether it's a paternal brother or maternal brother? And the Gemara goes to, it's going to go through the whole same uh, same back and forth. But they, the Gemara first says, the Tanya, it says in the Brisa, the Brisa says, the verse says, Ervas Eshas Achicha Lo Sigala. The verse tells us that you are not allowed to reveal the nakedness of your brother's wife. This applies whether it is your maternal brother or your paternal brother. But how do, how do we know this? The Gemara, the Brisa asks, how do we know this? How do we know when it comes to your brother's wife? That it's really uh, both. Maybe it's just the paternal brother. The Gemara has the same back and forth. We should compare your brother's wife to your own sister. Just like your sister, it's whether it's paternal or maternal. So too, when it comes to your brother's wife. Or we should say, or we should always bring up that other scenario, the one case, your your father's brother's wife. That's the one case where it has to be a paternal brother. So maybe over there, just like over there, when it comes to your father's brother's wife, it's specifically paternal. So maybe when it comes to your own brother's wife, that also has to be a paternal brother. How do we know? That's the Gemara's question. So the Gemara says, well, who should we compare it to? Near the Midoma. Should we say that we should go based on the same generation? Your sister is your generation. Your brother's wife is your generation. We shouldn't go based on the aunt. No, maybe we should compare it to the aunt. The same exact back and forth. Or maybe we should compare it to the aunt. Why is the aunt a better comparison? It's a different generation. No. Because at least the aunt is through marriage, and your brother's wife is also through marriage. It's your brother's wife through marriage, as opposed to your sister, which is a blood relative. So maybe we should compare it to the aunt. That's the same back and forth that we had with regards to your wife's sister we're having with regards to your brother's wife. These are both cases of your sister-in-law, different types of sisters-in-law. So the answer is Tamalomar, no, because the verse, the verse that we just quoted, it has an extra phrase. It says, not, not only does it say, 
do not reveal the nakedness of your brother's wife. It adds then a phrase, Ervas Achichahi. This is the, by revealing the nakedness of your brother's wife, it's like revealing his own nakedness. And because there's an extra phrase, it's an unnecessary phrase, an extra phrase, so therefore we say, that phrase is to teach us that this applies whether it is the paternal or maternal brother. So because of the extra phrase. So now the Gemara has a few interesting suggestions. It's because of the extra phrase. That's how we know whether it's, whether it's a paternal or maternal brother. Maybe that extra phrase is really used to teach us something else entirely. What is it there to teach us? Maybe it has to be a paternal brother. Your paternal brother's wife is the biblical prohibition. If it's maternal, maybe there's no prohibition on a biblical level. And why do I have the extra phrase? Maybe one is to teach us that you're prohibited to your brother's wife um, both in the life when he's alive, but it's there to teach us one, one phrase is to teach us that there's a prohibition when they have children. And the other one is to teach us even if they don't have children, if the brother's still alive, there's also a prohibition, meaning Yibum is in a case where the brother passes away and there's no children. But this verse is coming to teach us that when the brother is alive and they don't have children, so then uh, there is a prohibition. So the answer is no. If you recall from the last uh, last week's recording, uh, we had a statement from Ravuna from a different verse that actually taught us that there is a prohibition. Even if you, they don't have children, even if your brother doesn't have children, there's a prohibition to marry your brother's wife. It only applies after they... After the husband pass, after the brother passes away, okay, fine, says the Gemara. But I can entertain other reasons why we have that extra phrase. Why? The Ema. What are the What are the other possibilities? The Ema Maybe we're discussing a paternal brother. Again, the suggestion here is that maybe the only prohibition on a biblical level is the paternal brother's wife. Why do I have two phrases? I need one phrase to teach me that there's a prohibition to marry, to have relations with your brother's wife when they have children when the brother's alive and also another verse to tell me that there's a, that there's a prohibition when they have children after he passes away and even after he passes away when they have children there's also a prohibition the says why would I need an extra phrase for that the Torah tells us Yibam applied you're allowed to marry your brother's wife only when they don't have children. It's a clear implication. If they have children after your brother passes away, you are not allowed to marry your brother's wife. So why do I need an extra phrase for that? It should be obvious. The fact that the Torah tells us that it's limited, Yibam is limited to a case where they don't have children, it's obvious that if they do have children, even though your brother passed away, you still cannot marry your brother's wife. Why would you think differently? So the Gemara says, ah, this is why. I might think differently. Dilma, ain laban I could entertain the following couple of suggestions. Maybe I would have said, if they don't have children, again, this is all after the brother passes away, if they don't have children, so then maybe, in the case of Yibam, you're not allowed to marry anybody else. She, the sister-in-law cannot go ahead and get married to anybody else. She first has to make it to Yibam or do Chalitza before she marries somebody else. But if they do have children, maybe if they do have children, it's, you at least have the option. You could, As the sister-in-law, you would have the option. You could either do Yibam, it, you, you, have, you have permission to do Yibam, uh, if they have children. And you could also marry somebody else before doing chalitza or yibam. Meaning I could come up with a situation where uh, it would be permissible to do yibam. Not that you have to, but you could also marry somebody else if they have children. If they don't have children, so then you have to do yibam or chalitza. 
Or, alternatively, inami, I could have entertained the possibility to say that if they don't have children, there's a mitzvah, there's a commandment to do yibam, or chalitza. But if they have children, it's not like there's a prohibition. There could still be an option. You could, you could, you have the rishus. You have permission to marry your sister-in-law or your brother-in-law, if they, even if they have children. That is what the Gemara is suggesting. It's, uh, it seems to be it's a suggestion of saying essentially that once the brother passes away, so then we might compare this. Uh, to this is essentially comparing this to just like we said that when it comes to your wife's sister your wife's sister once the wife passes away you're allowed to marry that sister-in-law your wife's sister so the Gemara seems to be saying so too when it comes to your brother's wife once your brother passes away even if he has children it's not the midst of Yibum but might be permissible to marry your brother's wife there is such a the interchange is a possibility alternatively another possibility Inami in Labanim in Yishlabanim love Maybe if there are no children, you're allowed to do yibum to your sister-in-law. If they do have children, it's true, it's not allowed, but it's not as severe. It's not as severe of a of a prohibition. Maybe it's just uh, the violation of a positive commandment. It's truly a positive commandment. Do yibum in this case, but not when there are children. So it's less severe of a prohibition. So these are all possibilities. So how do I know that this verse, this phrase is really coming to teach us that it's any brother, whether it's paternal or maternal, maybe the extra phrase is really teaches one of these other ideas. How do I know that it's really there to teach us whether it's paternal or maternal? So the Gemara says, fine. Cause of Karachine, there's another verse. There's another verse that discusses your brother's wife, and over there it says, Ervas Achiv Gila. There's a extra phrase in a different verse. So there's one extra phrase in the original verse, in Achremos, in the parsha of Achremos, and then in uh, a few prakim later, a few chapters later in the Torah, it's another verse that describes the prohibition to marry your brother's wife. And there, there's also an extra phrase, that extra phrase, between the two of them, you should have an extra phrase that teaches you whether it is your paternal brother or whether it is your maternal brother, there is a, uh, there is a prohibition. So the Gemara says, well, maybe that extra phrase I need to use for something else. That, that, that second extra phrase I need to use for something else. Why? The Ema Eishas Ach Sorry, the Gemara is asking a totally different question. The Gemara is saying, ah, oh, now that we know that the prohibition exists, whether it's your paternal or maternal brother's wife, so then we should make a connection between the two. And just like when it comes to your paternal brother's wife, after he passes away, uh, you're allowed to marry your your his his wife, so too if it's your, maybe we should say if it's your maternal brother's wife, you would also be allowed, not necessarily that there's a mitzvah of Yibam, but maybe you would also be allowed to marry your brother's wife. Not as Yibam, but you would be allowed to marry your brother's wife, just like you can marry your wife's sister after the wife passes away. Maybe you should also be allowed to marry your brother's wife if it is your maternal brother, because Yibam only applies if it's the paternal brother. So how do we know that there's a prohibition after the husband, after the brother passes away? It says he. It says, she is the erva, she remains uh, in that state, meaning the maternal brother's wife remains in that state no matter what. There is no chance even after the brother passes away for the brother-in-law to marry the sister-in-law because it is a maternal brother. There's an extra, the, the phrase says, he, that she stays in her state, meaning she stays in her state even after the brother passes away. Okay, so so that is the end of the Gemara with regards to with regards to that discussion. Uh, we'll go on for a few more minutes just to finish this topic, and then 
uh, we will conclude a little bit beyond the 20-minute mark. Uh, so essentially what we covered so far was to prove how your wife's sister and your brother's wife, in both those scenarios, the prohibition exists, uh, whether it is your paternal or maternal brother or maternal or paternal sister. It applies in both cases. The Gemara now, as we've been going through these different psukim, the different verses, and we pointed out in the last recording, there are two times in the Torah where it mentions the prohibitions of marrying a relative, and they're in one parsha after another. And the first time it's mentioned, it just tells us about the prohibition itself. The second time it's mentioned, it's added, for the most part, to teach you that it's also punishable by the death penalty for certain cases. However, it does repeat certain cases, other cases, where it's unclear why it's repeated. Well, why why do we have the repetition? It's not there to teach us that there's the death penalty. In some cases, they don't get the death penalty. They just get kares, an early, early death from God. And so there's no need to repeat it. So the Gemara is now asking, on one of those cases, why is it repeated? Why is it when it comes to your own sister? It says it in both both times. First, it says it in Parshas Achremos, that you can't marry your sister. It says it again, even though it's not there adding to it's not adding anything to us in that second time that is mentioned. The prohibition is kares. It's uh, it's death by an early death. So the Gemara says, why is it repeated? Look at Rabbi Yochanan. Because of Rabbi Yochanan. It's there. The reason why it's added is to teach us that you might have thought uh, that um, if I did all these prohibitions of all these relatives uh, with within one scenario, essentially, if a person violates the Torah, if they violate the Torah with regards to specific types of prohibitions, they have to bring a korban, they have to bring a sacrifice. Now, Certain, if, there, if you violate one prohibition, even if it's all within and it's all unintentional, you bring the sacrifice when it's unintentional. If it's intentional, you do not bring a sacrifice, but if it's unintentional, so if it's unintentional, all within the same time period that you didn't realize that it was a prohibition, uh, so then you bring one korban. If you realize in between and then you violate it again later, you would bring two sacrifices. So Rabbi Yochanan is coming to teach us that even if you didn't realize, let's say, uh, either you didn't realize that there's a prohibition to marry your sister and your aunt, and you do both all within this one state of not realizing that there are these prohibitions, then you bring, that extra phrase teaches us, you bring individual sacrifices for each one. Or, the way some of the commentators explain it, is that, let's say you know that it, you forgot that you're not allowed to marry your sister, and a person, or have sexual relations with your sister, and they end up having it with different sisters. So Rabbi Yochanan's teaching us that how do we know? Maybe you should just bring one korban because it was the same type of prohibition. It was the sister. So Rabbi Yochanan says, no, the verse, uh, the extra verse teaches us that this applies uh, for each and every sister. There's a separate korban, a separate uh, sacrifice offering for each and every sister, and that's what the extra, the reason why it's mentioned an extra time. So the Gemara says, wait a minute. Rabbi Yochanan, sorry, Rabbi Yitzchak, he says that no. Why is it extra? Why does it mention the sister a second time? Rabbi Yochanan said it's because to tell you that you have to bring a sacrifice for each and every one. He says no. He says the reason why it repeats it a second time is there to tell you that when you give the warning, you have to give a warning when it comes to karis. A person has to give a warning that, listen, if you do this, so then you're going to get you're going to get karis, you're going to have an early death. That a person has to give specifically that warning. They cannot give the warning of lashes. They're not allowed to give the warning of lashes. They have to give 
the warning of kares specifically, in order for the person to be deserving of kares. They have to they have to be warned about kares. And that's what the extra verse is coming to teach us. If that's the case, lechalik minolan, how do we know what Rabbi Yochanan taught us, that uh, if a person has relations with multiple sisters, that there's a separate korban, a separate sacrifice for each one. That's because um, it, it states, in a different context, it states, not with regards to your sister, but with regards to a woman who's in Nida, it says, to the woman. There to teach you that for each and every one, if you have relations with each and every one who uh, is in Nida, who had her period and didn't go to the mikvah, uh, so then there is a separate korban, a separate sacrifice for each and every one. Each and every one has a separate sacrifice. So in the end of the day, the reason why it's extra is either to teach you that each and every one is its own prohibition, essentially, its own type of a prohibition, which requires its own sacrifice. Rabbi Yitzchak says the reason why it's extra is really for something else. It's really to teach you that you have to give a very specific type of a warning. The warning has to be specifically for curries, for the prohibition, for the punishment of curries of an early death, and not uh, for any other for any other punishment. Okay, there's more to do on this topic, but uh, we will stop here for this recording. <laughs>